0: Rosh Hashanah, Atonement, Tabernacles, Judgment Day, by Apostle Jacqueline Fedor. The real truth that is able to unravel the false doctrine woven by the world's church masking God's plan for restoration is served by the Lord at His feasts. Without this knowledge, we are destined to fail. Only God holds the key to eternity. Only the Lord can open the door to the restoration of creation. He alone can restore earth back to its original perfection and bring back peace, order, and harmony to the universe, perhaps multiverse. He knows it intimately, as only the one who created it can. Neither man nor angels had the knowledge or creative power to fix, change, or rearrange any living thing back to perfection. Only the Lord, the tree of life. Do we truly understand how much Adam and Eve gave up when they chose the wisdom and warped knowledge of the tree of good and evil, a mere angel? They chose to not listen to the Creator, of all things and instead gave heed to the wisdom of a created being. That foolish decision gave birth to this degenerate and failing world, its unstable systems and the wicked society we live in today. Seeking the knowledge of God must therefore become our first and foremost goal in life. We must feast at the Lord's meals, If we desire to be heirs of the kingdom, recipients of God's promises, and among the restored, because of God's great love for his creation, he prepared yearly feasts to enlighten man, bringing about reversal from the damage that resulted from the enemy's influence and defective knowledge. For instance, for our peace, rest, and relaxation. God invited us to the weekly feast of Sabbath. Ironically, this weekly feast is, for the most part, experienced by the church on the wrong day. So this season or time set aside by God for our rest and restoration is messed up by man and useless, not at all what He intended it to be. By the way, Sabbath itself is symbolic of a much greater rest. This rest was entered into by God Himself after He created all things. It too is there waiting for man to enter, but has been approached by very few, as man is required to give up their own works, plans, and agendas, and walk in His will to qualify. Here again, Most of the world's churches do not have a clue what the rest of God really is. Nor do they understand further, victory for mankind can only be found within that rest, as taught at God's feasts. Speaking of feasts, this is the exciting season of the Feast of Rosh Hashanah, Atonement, and Tabernacles. There is so much to learn and experience at these wonderful feasts. To begin with, did you know, as passed down through the ages, that 7,000 plus years ago, about this time of year Adam and Eve were originally created? The name Rosh Hashanah actually means Head of Days, and indeed, it was the first day for mankind. Even though Adam and Eve were originally created spirits that had souls like their father, Mirroring his image, planet earth was to be their home, their inheritance, so they would need bodies to enable them to live and function here. Like an astronaut needs a spacesuit to enable them to exist in space, man needs an earth suit to function here on earth. Made from the earth, their bodies were created to be sustained by earth itself for eternity. Instructions for maintaining the land were therefore taught, and if followed, would have forever supplied the resources mankind needed to exist in a paradisical abundance. The degradation of earth and global warming the world scientists are talking about today would not be a problem had we obeyed God's law for preserving the land. God even provided the first perfect garden for them, told them what to eat, and instructed them to subdue the rest of the planet for their descendants. Rules were set to rest, the land, etc. Sadly, it has taken all this time for man to see their folly. Now they understand where a plant-based diet reduces carbon emissions and food waste. They now admit the way we eat and farm contributes to the loss of natural ecosystems. The Adamic race has failed both man, animals, and indeed, the whole earth. But hang on, there is a feast coming with some answers. The feast of Rosh Hashanah. Interestingly, there is a scenario occurring today that is much like the creation of Adam and Eve. This time, the new creatures are born through baptism, however, thus experiencing the Feast of Passover. By ingesting the end-time knowledge served at the remaining feasts, they begin to metamorphose into a new species of man. A new generation was therefore created, and guess what? It is very close to Rosh Hashanah again. Psalm, chapter 102, verse 18 Prophesize this future appearing of this new species. This will be written for the generation to come that a people yet to be created may praise the Lord. This prophecy is being fulfilled daily. Why and how did Adam's descendants fail so badly that man must start over making a new generation necessary? As we see in Genesis chapter 3, Adam's race was coerced into accepting the enemy's knowledge and at chapter 6 persuaded to crossbreed with angels, producing a half-breed race of man and angel. Now we understand why mankind must be born again to be legal heirs of God's kingdom. No longer in the image of God, Adam's race has been molded into citizens of the kingdom of darkness. So Adam could never be harvested or circumcised from the world to God's kingdom. See the need to experience the feast of Passover? Romans chapter 6 verse 4 describes the experience. Therefore we were buried with him through baptism into death. We died to our Adamic self. That just as Christ was raised from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so, we also should walk in newness of life. As new creatures, we pass over from death to life through the blood of the Lamb. Through the resurrection from the dead in baptism, man's spirit is revived, thus experiencing the Feast of first fruits. 1 Corinthians 15, verse 49 And as we have borne the image of the man of dust, Adam and all he brought on himself, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly man, Jesus. How does this happen? As we eat the bread at communion, our bodies are on the way to becoming like Christ's physical body. He had scars holes in his hands and feet, evidence of the abuse of this world. But it was eternal. As we drink of the wine, our blood is cleansed of the angel's blood, and we are genetically, slowly returning to his image and being shaped to his kind. John chapter 6, verses 53 through 58. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly I say to you, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink His blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up in the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father. So he who feeds on me, the tree of life, will live because of me. This is the bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers ate the manna and are dead. They were still of Adam. He who eats this bread will live forever. The new species Romans, chapter 8, verse 29. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his Son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now comes another exciting phase of the new creature's growth. After the Feast of Passover, unleavened bread and firstfruits, the Feast of Pentecost is offered. At this feast, Man's newly awakened spirit is gifted with the original abilities Father intended in the beginning for mankind. It is also receded with the fruit of the Holy Spirit to give it back the nature of God as well. Even a pure language is restored for man's newly awakened spirit to speak to the Lord as the Feast of Pentecost is experienced. Zephaniah chapter 3 verse 9 Prophesied this. For then I will restore to the peoples a pure language, that they all may call on the name of the Lord, to serve Him with one accord. Acts chapter 2 verse 4 is the fulfillment of the Feast of Pentecost. And they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak with other tongues, as the Spirit gave them utterance. Please do not be one of those that say, Speaking in tongues is demonic, as this is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. So onward we go to the next feast, the Feast of Rosh Hashanah. Understanding a thousand years is but a day to God. We are now into the beginning of the eighth day, since creation and once again the earth harvests a new species of man, circumcised from the world, and appearing at Rosh Hashanah, How exciting! Incidentally, this harvest of the new species reveals another name for this feast. It is also known as the Feast of Ingathering. Rosh Hashanah is also called the Feast of Trumpets or Day of Sounding. It is at this feast the shofar's or ram's horns blow long and loud, symbolic of the voice of God. He is revealing in time knowledge and sounding a prophetic warning to the nations. Their culture and church, exposing the lawlessness and hypocrisy as the ram's horn blows loud and clear. Also, as each child of God receives their call, meaning who God has called them to be in the body of Christ, through the prophetic word, they are personally experiencing the Feast of Trumpets. My, there is so much information to be gleaned from this feast. Remember, Rosh Hashanah is also called the Day of Judgment. Because these trumpets or shofars blow mankind hopefully begins on a much larger scale to understand the need for repentance, both as humanity and as individuals. They begin to search their hearts and minds, for all the ways they themselves have contributed to the chaotic disorder the world is in today. To accommodate this need to repent, there is what is called the Ten Days of Awe that starts the second day of Rosh Hashanah. Ten being the number of completion, it is the perfect time to repent for the whole of mankind and all of creation. The adverse effect man has had on creation and this planet is huge. For instance, mankind calling themselves Christians and using the Lord's name to label themselves has had a hand in altering creation to the degree there is little left after its own kind as originally created. They have actually aided Satan in his plan to be as God. You see, he cannot legally claim anything. He hasn't sufficiently changed and fashioned to his specifications. Mankind has even allowed Satan to modify them by the crossing of angels, resulting in a race that genetically carries the genes of two different species. Science has noted when you cross species, They had the traits and characteristics of both species. After man was altered, he became like his mentor and aided in the modification of plants, fruits, vegetables, animals, everything they could get their hands on to modify. Genesis chapter 1 verses 11 and 12 shows us just how lawless this has all been and certainly not of God. Then God said, Let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit, according to its kind, whose seed is in itself, on the earth. And it was so. And the earth brought forth grass, the herb that yields seed, according to its kind, and the tree that yields fruit, whose seed is in itself, according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. But man crossed, grafted, modified God's creation. Genesis chapter 1 verse 21 So God created great sea creatures and every living thing that moves, with which the waters abounded, according to their kind, and every winged bird, according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Genesis chapter 1, verses 25 through 27. And God made the beast of the earth according to its kind, cattle according to its kind, and everything that creeps on the earth according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. Then God said, Let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created man in his own image, not the same kind of any of the above. In the image of God, he created him, male and female. He created them. We were little gods, His children, until we were crossed with another species. Psalm chapter 82, verses 6 and 7 reveals this truth. I said, you are gods, and all of you are children of the Most High, but you shall die like men. Adam's flesh and blood altered by another species, and fall like one of the princes, just like the enemy planned. So man, and most of all he was given dominion over, are genetically changed now, and no longer God's. How sad! Gives us much to repent for. And should man not beg God's forgiveness for claiming to be His church yet participating in trafficking human beings for sex and condoning acts God calls abominable, repulsive as well. 1 Corinthians 5, verse 11 says plainly, But now I have written to you not to keep company with anyone named a brother who is sexually immoral or covetous or an idolater or a reviler or a drunkard, or an extortioner, not even to eat with such a person. Man not only eats with these ones, they sleep with them, call them friend, and sadly attend church with them. Can you see why repentance is so, so necessary? Not only is it necessary for our salvation, but absolutely required by God before reversal and Jubilee's restoration can possibly take place. The murder, extortion, sodomy, lies, false doctrines covered over by the church and accepted as a part of today's society must be revealed and repented of. Scripture says, raise up a child in the way it should go. Well, the world's governments, religions, educational systems, and society have done a wonderful job of raising them up for the enemy. Pure lawlessness is actually romanticized. The outlaw is the hero in many books, movies, and video games, resulting in a lack of morals and deadened emotions. This has all culminated in mass murders, rapes, blatant occult activity, lawlessness in all arenas of life. I pray those that are born again and a part of the new species see the need to repent for themselves and to stand in the gap and pray for all mankind. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 31 explains, For if we would judge ourselves we would not be judged. Are we not thankful for the ten days of awe and eternally grateful that at the next feast, the day of judgment, we will have repented and because of the Lamb of God, forgiven. For those that repent, it is the Feast of Atonement. Let me explain. You see, if sin is committed, breaking God's law, and Judgment Day comes upon us, the offender would be found guilty. Acts chapter 17 verses 30 through 31 says, Truly these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent. Because He's appointed a day on which He will judge the world in righteousness By the man, Christ, whom He has ordained, Day of Judgment, He has given assurance of this to all by raising Him from the dead. Meaning, He prevailed over death, hell, and the grave, so that those that change and repent would not be destroyed in God's wrath with those found guilty. Think about it. Without repentance and the Lord's mercy and forgiveness, how could any man survive the destruction of this world? He couldn't. But Jesus paid for man's sin with his own blood sacrifice. The Creator of all things paid for the lives of His creation with His own life. Is this not the epitome of love? First Timothy chapter 2 Verses 5 and 6. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man, Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all. He died in our place, paid the price of sin for us, to be testified in due time. When the enemy comes to accuse us, we testify this truth. We therefore overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. In other words, God paid the debt owed to him for man, breaking the law with his own blood. He therefore becomes the equivalent of Noah's Ark to carry his repented new species through his wrath, keeping them safe from the impending destruction soon to be loosed on earth. Revelation chapter 6 verse 6 And I heard a voice in the midst of the four living creatures saying, A quart of wheat for a denarius, and three quarts of barley for a denarius. There will be hardship and famine. And do not harm the oil, the anointed, and the wine, God's blood covenant people. Revelation chapter 3 verse 10 assures the obedient because you have kept my command to persevere I also will keep you from the hour of trial which shall come upon the whole world to test those who dwell on the earth so redemption restoration and freedom a full Jubilee were all provided for on the cross in Titus chapter 2 verse 14 is one of my favorite scriptures who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people the new species zealous for good works god's works not ours as found in his rest more good news as these children of god begin to appear all creation will be set free. Romans chapter 8 verse 14 and verse 21 For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God, because the creation itself also will be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the glorious liberty of the children of God. At the sound of the shofar, There will be yet another facet of the Feast of Atonement, a worldwide jubilee. Leviticus chapter 25 verses 9 and 10 explains jubilee and prophesies the final worldwide event. Then you shall cause the trumpet of the jubilee to sound on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the Day of Atonement. You shall make the trumpet to sound throughout all your land. Preach, teach, warn, and you shall consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout all the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you, and each of you shall return to his possession, be given back what the enemy has stolen, and each of you shall return to his family, be returned to God our rightful owner. Finally, the promises of God will be fulfilled. No more sickness, pain, or sorrow. No more death. Thank you, Yeshua. Oh, how we love you. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verses 51 through 54 explains, Behold, I tell you a mystery. We shall not all sleep or die. But we shall all be changed. This is for the repented new species that have experienced all the feasts. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trumpet, for the trumpet will sound, and the dead will be raised incorruptible. And we shall be changed, for this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality so when this corruptible has put on incorruption and this mortal has put on immortality then shall be brought to pass the saying that is written death is swallowed up in victory what a glorious future we have to look forward to our next wonderful spiritual meal to be enjoyed Is the Feast of Tabernacles the word tabernacle means house, tent, palace? Our bodies are referred to as our tents in the word. But did you know God's people are spoken of as His land, His tent, His house? First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 9 For we are God's fellow workers, you are God's field. You are God's building. First Peter chapter 2, verse 5 also speaks of this. You also, as living stones, are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, this is His government, to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. It is speaking of the prayer covering of God's government through sacrificial praise and prayer. So we are his tent, his tabernacle, his body. This tabernacle, or house, has a name. It is called the House of David, or sometimes the Tabernacle of David. Yeshua is in this house as a greater David, a greater king, to lead and guide his people. Acts Chapter 15, verse 16, speaks of this tabernacle. After this, I will return, as the Holy Spirit at Pentecost, and will rebuild the tabernacle of David, which has fallen down. The old church failed miserably, especially its leadership. I will rebuild its ruins, and I will set it up. Through those that feed on His truth, in closing, to experience the Feast of Tabernacles and be a part of His body, His wife, His house, we must be a repented, born-again living stone, one that is illuminated by God's knowledge to become a new species of man and experience personally all of the feasts. Polished gems that, through the knowledge served at the table of God, have become perfected and united. Our body, our tent, our mansion becomes morally cleaner and spiritually holier for Christ to completely occupy. This stone must bear fruit like that of its father and love all creation with God and each other at the top of the list. Once again, Mankind will be in the image and likeness of God, as in the beginning of man. Happy Rosh Hashanah, Atonement, and Tabernacles! Oh, by the way, Rosh Hashanah, Head of Days, is also the New Year on the civil calendar. So, Happy New Year, Family of God! For further study on these feasts, Please see Rosh Hashanah today, the Feast of Atonement. You must eat all of the lamb and the Feast of Tabernacles. The Spirit and the Bride say come.